What's up, guys, and welcome back to the It's Call Football Podcast. My name is Otis. My name's Jose, and this is about the fourth time we've done it because there's no easy way to talk about this horrible international break. <laughs> it is the dreaded international break. There really isn't too much going on. Um, uh, really quickly, Italy, Greece, Norway, Spain. Those are the matches you need to keep an eye on. Uh, Denmark, Switzerland will probably only be the only one worth watching. And it'll probably end up in a draw. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Um, and shout out Lukaku for becoming Belgium's all-time leading goal scorer. Also, Neymar had his 100th cap. He's got 61 goals and 41 assists in uh, 100 games, which is better than Messi, better than Ronaldo, better than Ibrahimovic, better than really anybody. So um, when you're talking about international players, on that level, you got to say he's one of the best to ever do it. No, he definitely is. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much it for international football. And Petr Cech plays hockey now. Yeah, what in the world There's is going no on with way that? To yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, so I saw the report come out like what two days ago. Petr yep. Cech signed a one-year deal with Guilford, Guilford Phoenix. Phoenix. I guess it's a, yeah. like a I don't know. I don't know much it's about a hockey, hockey team in England. <laughs> no, it's is it? Yeah, it is. It's a hockey team in England. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the big question here that I guess nobody really knows, or we haven't researched enough, is uh, is he still in his board position at Chelsea? I have no idea. Because he was appointed over the summer, coincidentally right before the Europa League final. But you know what? Funny enough, I saw uh, Chelsea released a video on Twitter the other day of them training, and Petacek was on the training field with them. That's so weird. So I don't know. What's I mean, going on? <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. Petacek, if you're listening, let us know. He's not. But any Chelsea fans that know what's happening, let us know in the comments down, down below. Um... Liverpool's youngster, Harvey uh, Elliott, got a 14-day uh, suspension for his offensive video uh, that he released of him, like, mocking Harry Kane back, a few months back. In what way? I haven't seen it at all. Um, so I believe he basically was just trying to copy the way... You know how Harry Kane talks. I'm not going to mock him. I don't want to get a suspension from the FA, but, like, you know how Harry Kane is. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I, so- I, it's very... Uh... Distinguished how yeah, he speaks. So he, ma- he made a video mocking him and put it on social media so that they suspended him. Deserved. Yeah. Gotta say, if you're trying to make the rank at a big team like that, you gotta at least not be stupid. Yeah, especially when you just moved there from Fulham. Oh, really? Yeah, he just. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I the know. Dude the dude with the yep. bale like hair. Yeah. Um, other than that, there were, I mean, he was just being an idiot. Maybe he could be the idiot of the week. Mm. No. No? I mean, who else is going to do it? We don't have anybody he's, else. He's our idiot. Okay. Yeah. We need like a little um, sound effect for when we announce Idiot of the Week. We'll find That's that. That's not in the budget. No. <laughs> There's no budget, though. Exactly. <laughs> um, Someday you guys will see exactly how we're recording this because <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, Mourinho has rejected Leon. Apparently he... Okay. Again, these are just reports. Uh, they're probably BS reports because it's the international break. There's not much going on. Um, but apparently he's rejected Lyon because he's already chosen another club in England to manage. Oh, did this say England specifically? He said England specifically. Word, okay. So he said he wants to manage in England. Um, and so rumor has it, he said he wants to manage. A, obviously, he's not going to manage anybody. He wants to manage a top club again. Um, but like Klopp isn't going anywhere. So it's actually really funny you say that because two days ago, I have 
uh, push notifications on for David Ornstein's Twitter. And there was a tweet when I woke up and it said breaking Mourinho something. And I clicked on it to read it in the app and it was deleted. And I, I couldn't find anything about it, but it looks like one of those that like was immediately put up and then deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was probably the news about Leon. But there's been a lot of uh, talk based on the way Mourinho's been mentioning Arsenal in his punditry and the way he's spoken about them publicly that maybe there's something in yeah. the works there. Yeah, so um, if you had let me finish, I was saying like Klopp's not going anywhere. Pep's not going anywhere. And um, so... So I just wanted to interrupt yeah, you one more time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, clearly, for some reason, Chelsea are actually backing uh, a manager for more than a month uh, in Frank Lampard. <laughs> so those teams are out of the race. So that, that leaves Spurs and Arsenal. We know he still lives in his home in London and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, and we know Pochettino's is not necessarily unsettled, but I mean, come well, on. Pochettino's on his way out. It's, and, it's, and, so, and, it's and, and so is Unai. So it's like... Did you say anything about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Do you think he's going to go back to Man United? That, I, would, after, I would love to see after it. The way he left, <laughs> after the way he left Man United, I would love do you to think see he's going to go back to Man United? There's no way that's no. happening. No, no, no. But so I'd love to I, see I think it's between Spurs and Arsenal. So would, Definitely. So would you take him at Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of bad blood. Obviously, there was that rivalry with Arsene Wenger. Um, it's a three-year cycle. Your first cycle, you make some... I'm sorry. Your first year, you make some improvements. Second year, you win the title. Or, you know, win something. Mourinho won their Europa League at Manchester United's second season. And then there's the complete capitulation. I'll take a Premier League title. I don't care if we finish right. that the next or season. Or Europa League or... Okay, well... Actually, on that note, uh, right after all these reports about Mourinho, uh, Raul and Vinay to... Um, of the executives in Arsenal's leadership team had a uh, conference with fans and media and stuff like that. They do a lot of communication in that manner. And uh, they stated very clear and very uh, rashly that, you know, they said specifically Unai Emery's objective is the Europa League. We know we were close and that's fully the expectation and we expect to be in the Champions League next season. Mm-hmm. Do you think... That's in any way just subtly applying pressure on Unai? I think that's maybe a result I mean, of the lack of inspiring performances. There has been an extreme lack of in- ex- inspiring performances by Arsenal, not only in the Premier League, but also in the Europa League. Um, I mean, you guys, first of all, I mean, you we've made done the, fine in the Europa League this the, year. You made the Europa League final last year. You made the, what was it, semifinals the year before? Yeah. Right? And you lost to Atletico Madrid. Yep. That's nobody to scoff at. That's, you know, a massive team. Um, I think they are telling Una, hey, look, bro, you know, you, you did it. You almost did it two years in a row. No, I'm sorry. The first year was Arsene Wenger. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was Arsene Wenger's oh, okay. last season. All right, never mind then. So he made it to the final in his first season. The expectation is definitely to win. Right. It just feels odd to put it out. They're probably trying game. to, I mean, okay, so like he's getting the results needed to compete in the Europa League and in the Premier League. I mean, they're in third place right now. You yeah, know, one point off of Manchester City. And that's, you know, as bad as some other teams have been, that still requires some sort of uh, footballing expertise, to say the least, to get your team in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's won three Europa Leagues in a row with 
Sevilla. Yeah. So, so, I mean, he knows what he's doing when it comes to that competition. I think they just want... Because the question Arsenal, is, does he know what he's doing? Because you watch that team week in, week out, and they look great for 10 minutes every game. And then after that, it's inviting pressure, inviting shots, losing the ball, no midfield press. Do you think that's down to personnel, or do you think that's Unai's fault? I mean, Arsene Wenger almost beat Atletico Madrid in the semifinal with a much worse squad. Fair. But Arsene Wenger was arguably a way better manager than Unai Emery was. No doubt. But what we need is the results. You know, you can argue the managers all day long. In the end, it's what are the results. And the results are not convincing, despite the points that are on the table. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I wouldn't mind Mourinho, um, <laughs> but I think that's because I have zero expectations and I already know how that would turn out. You got you would win something next season. It would be a mess. Yep. But um, so moving on to from your manager to one of your star players. So a report has come out from uh, Lacazette's agent who says that he has a 61 million euro release clause and there's interest from Zenit St. Petersburg who wanted to sign him before they went and got Malcolm from Barcelona. Yeah, and uh, nothing's going to happen there. I There's no way Lacazette would go to Zenit in his prime. Uh, also, Arsenal are actively uh, preparing new deals and they're negotiating new contracts with Aubameyang and Lacazette. So it's just... Uh, it's international break. There's nothing else to a talk feeble about. feeble tactic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That's pretty much all for what's going on uh, in actual world of football. But we still have a few minutes to fill out here. Um, so, let's just get a question here. Who's your favorite to win the Euros? I'm back in the Netherlands all day long. All right. All day long. I think with you got the likes of, um, you got the likes of Van Dyke. Uh, you got the and Delit in the back line with um, Daily Blend, who has been playing absolutely phenomenal with Ajax. Um, then you've got guys like Van de Beek, uh, Wijnaldum, the Young in the midfield. You got the Pie up top, uh, along with Promise and Bergwijn. So uh, a Bobble coming off the bench, or whenever they decide they want to start him. Um, so you know, I think that that team is full of of. Of stars who can who can come together and kind of gel quite well under Ronald Koeman. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Sergino Dest actually does come in to the squad and kind of challenge Denzel Dumfries for that right back spot. Because um, so I actually follow quite a few people who who follow um, Ajax on Twitter and they also talk about the Dutch national team a lot. And my dislike for Denzel Dumfries is I'm not alone in that. <laughs> a lot of people think that he is not good enough to be in that side. He's clearly the weakest link. And I think uh, bringing in somebody like Sergino Dest will definitely help with that. So who are you backing? That's funny. Um, I don't really know. Like, honestly, probably the Netherlands as well, just because I've got a soft spot, and I've always enjoyed uh, players to come out of there. But if I had to pick someone opposite from you, uh, I would probably go with Portugal to defend it. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I'd say if I didn't go with the Netherlands, I'd probably go with France. It, it's easy to go with France. They literally yeah. just won the World Cup. France. So. I think England has a shot. Belgium. Very true. I, Very I, true. It's going to be great. Once it gets to the latter stages and you see these big 
big teams going at it, oh, it's going to yeah. be great. And Belgium did great in the World Cup to show that, you know, the golden generation is there to actually compete. You know, they did beat Brazil uh, on their way to the third place finish in the World Cup. So it will be interesting to see. I just, I'm not convinced by England as a squad. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of quality in the starting 11. More towards the center, I don't know. I know they like to play a three at the back system, but you look at those wide players. You know, Raheem Sterling plays in a forward position as part of the front three in that mm-hmm. three at the back formation. Um, as far as width, I'm not convinced by Kieran Trippier. I'm not convinced by Danny Rose, etc. <laughs> what about uh, Alexander Arnold? Yes. And I think he would work in the three of the back system. The more forward you get him, I don't think he's as great a defender as being paired up next to Matip and Van Dyke will make you look. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ben Chilwell at the left side will do a solid enough job. But again, I don't know if it's going to come together quite as well as we think. No, Okay. I mean, that's a fair point. I think a lot of these England players kind of get overhyped. Um, by the media, so I think that's why they think, oh yeah, football's coming home, but you know, not necessarily. Um, but speaking of England, let's talk about who we have tipped for relegation at this point. Good transition. All right. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go ahead and start with our bottom pick, and uh, I think we both know who this is. I have Sheffield United as my twentieth spot. Um, so I did not order mine in which way I thought they were going to finish, but I also would say Sheffield United for bottom. Yeah, and, you know, they've had a great start. They're not in the relegation spots as we speak. I think they're 15th or 16th, but it's longevity. Mm-hmm. And throughout the course of a season, yeah, the championship, they play 46 games, but these games in the Premier League are obviously tougher, and I just don't think they'll be able to hang with the big dogs at the end of the Right. Uh, next, who do you have for 18th? I've got Norwich. I've also got Norwich. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as great as Timu Puki is, as great as the defeat or the uh, win over Man City was, I just don't think, like you said, longevity over the next how, however many months, you know, until um, until the spring, I just don't think they're going to be able to compete. And you know, it's tough because they've had a hard start to the season. They've played Liverpool, Chelsea. City already. They had games against Crystal Palace and Aston Villa, who both seem to be fairly decent. Their only wins, though, were at Man City and Newcastle. So one of you can't depend on them to beat another top six side again. No. And a lot of the sides that they should have drawn or beaten, they have not yet. So it's really going to depend on how they play against uh, Sheffield in December, Southampton in December, mm-hmm. and uh, if they don't get results, they're they're going down. Yeah, I think they're going down. Um, and then for my 17th spot, I've got Newcastle. You mean 18th? Yes, 18th. <laughs> I, I think I said 18th last time, and I meant 19th. 18th spot, Newcastle. I've actually got Southampton, and uh, that one kind of hurts because I've... I've praised uh, Ralph Hassenhuddle for a while now. <laughs> yes, you have. You have been all aboard the Hassenhuddle train for a long time. Definitely. Um, but I just don't think... Obviously, he's partially responsible for it, but I just don't think they've upgraded enough. I don't think they've replaced positions that needed replacing, and I just don't think they're strong enough to stay at the level required in the Premier League. I wouldn't be surprised if they go down instead of Newcastle. I, honestly, I prefer they go down instead of Newcastle. I quite like Newcastle. 
um, especially like I watched the game between them and Man United, and um, I forgot they had guys like Saint Maxim, and he looked a threat every time. Oh, he, he touched looks the great. Ball. He looks you so know, good. They got guys like um, if Miguel Morone actually finds out how to shoot the ball or pass the ball or run. Well, no, he can <laughs> run with the ball. <laughs> You know, it was good to see my guy DeAndre Yedlin get back out there after his long-term injury. Um, you know, he had to have surgery on his groin and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I like Newcastle. I, I don't want to see them go down, but I think they will, unfortunately. The thing is, I think they've got all the pieces. And but Jolington is younger than he looks and less experienced than we think he is. And uh, I think over time, even with Steve Bruce, I think they're good enough to scrape the results. They've got leaders like LaSalle and Fabian Schar in the back. They've got decent fullbacks. They've got midfielders that actually put an effort. Obviously, we've seen Matty Longstaff come into that fold. I think as a squad, they're good enough to stay. Okay, hopefully. We'll see. I know we've got a few Newcastle fans that listen to the show, so let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. But uh, I think that's it for us. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, making it through this <laughs> international break with us. Uh, we'll definitely be back. We've got some exciting things in store for the channel. So make sure to check us out on YouTube at, uh, what's it called? It's called Football. Wow. <laughs> check us out on Twitter at Called Football. And uh, my name's Jose. My name's Jose. Make sure to check out the Fantasy League. We didn't forget this time. <laughs> guys, we're going to get this outro right someday. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>